And welcome back to the Womanist Podcast. I'm Genevieve. And I'm Katie. Hey, we've had a full afternoon podcasting. Yeah, we're a little... (laughs) (laughs) You were just there. (laughs) No, but that was right. How many hours oh worth of content for him to laugh with us? 17. I think I've laughed harder today than I have all week. I've also inked myself again <laughs> numerous times. Oh, no. But you know what? I think there's like a greeting card out there that talks about like you know that you're like with the truest of friends when you can ink yourself and yeah. it's fine. Exactly. I think it's also like 75-year-old women on the cover, but you know what? Just Whatever. getting ahead of the game. Yeah. <sighs> I think that my cup feels full though. Yeah, my, me as well. Mine too. <laughs> me, me cup it runneth over. <laughs> I don't know what that one is. <laughs> I was trying to do like a um um like a pirate. Yeah, I saw that. The, with the elbow and the hand. Mm-hmm. But my voice, there's a reason why impersonations not my game. <laughs> and my child is playing with the water. The, not just the water, it's the dog's water bowl. <laughs> he has his John Deere tractor, which he loves so, so much. So you might hear his little tune in the background, but gosh, I loved, I love this conversation. I got to, so I go way back with Sierra uh, to 2014, sooner than that, 2012. I think she started comp- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got him on his bike. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> Good job, bud. Back it up. Beep, 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 beep. Good job. Yeah. He's nothing if not conscious of the road rules. Good job. Yeah, you got to turn on your blinker. But we go way back, like 2012. I think when I gave up my titles when she first started to compete. But Sierra, she is she is someone who when she puts her mind to something, by gosh, by golly. <laughs> check that off her list. Check, check, and done. And you know what I love about her? <laughs> is she isn't afraid to own it. Mm-mm. Like, I think that we keep talking about creating space for women to show up bold and like take up space. And not only does she talk the talk, like she walks the walk. Yeah. She, so Sierra Sanderson had her first viral moment when she won the Miss Idaho 2014 title and wore her insulin pump on the Miss America competition. And that has been the platform for with her because since then she's given a hundred plus keynote speeches, which I would love to have her as a which I would love to have her as a keynote speaker. Uh, she has also published her book, Sugar Linings, and ridden her bike from what? New York City to San Francisco. <laughs> to San Francisco, which what we calculated was 4,300 miles. Right, because she, she zigzagged around. <sighs> Can you imagine doing 4,300 miles? No. Oh my gosh. When she was telling me that, I'm like, 
I do about 12 miles mm-hmm. in a class when I take at Cycle Bar. That's a lot more than 12. Yeah, <laughs> significantly. Significant. She also graduated with her mechanical engineering degree from Boise State uh, and was at the top of her class. She didn't... In- And was at the top of her class. She didn't include that in her intro, but I feel like it's really important to say. We do talk about that, though. And she talks a lot about the stereotype of being an engineer student, being in that field, and then also being in this area where, like, she likes to wear pink. She likes to wear makeup. You know, she likes the girly things. And, like, how to live in a space where it's kind of, like, two different extremes. But are they? Like, do they have to be extremes? Uh-uh. No. It's just our programming. It's our programming in society. She also talks about her business, The 3D Princess, and her newest business she's launching. She actually just shared with us her branding. Yeah. I'm really excited to look at it. Yeah. I'm proud of her. I feel like a, I don't even think you need to know Sierra. I don't know what, like, how did you feel not knowing her going into that conversation? I just found her very inspiring. And of course, I just wanted to know, and I didn't ask because we had so much other things so many other things to talk about, but I wanted to know how what her upbringing was like, <laughs> like how she became such a confident, well-rounded, badass of a human. I just like I, that's. I just kept thinking of that. Like, how did you become from a child? You know, how did you? What's the word? Why do I always say that? Like adolescent. How did you get from childhood to where you mm. are now with so much, just pizzazz? Yeah. Gosh, next time just say, Jenny, you quietly close your yapper, please. <laughs> Kindly. I didn't want to get us off track either because we were just kind of oh, that's... on the track. <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it. Theo thinks we should change our theme song. <laughs> Mom, this intro song's way, way better. Cooler. Listen. You start off with a little Okay, mom, now go. <laughs> He's just looking like, okay, you know, continue. Well, I think that I would love to know that because it's something I didn't get to ask her. She actually moved to Ecuador when she was maybe in junior high. Ooh. And she talks about like what there's an there's an article about it and how it influenced her. And but I think, you know, sometimes I do I do wonder that. Like, do you ever look at kids and wonder what they're gonna be like as adults? Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. That's like opposite with someone like her. I'm like, what were you like as a kid? Right. Dang. Okay, follow Next up. Time. Part two. Gotta happen. There but you're right, there was so much because she's done. Yeah. Like, she's not even thirty and she's just like No. Go, go, go. Yeah. But yeah. she's like enjoyable to be around yeah absolutely and relatable i feel like sometimes when people are such high achievers it's hard to relate to them and it's hard to feel like there's space for you to exist and i think that our community is going to find that with everything she talks about from uh body of image and from how to show up authentically yourself and the goals she has she shares some of her goals that she has for herself and the things that she wants to do that she hasn't done yet i think that everyone can see a little bit of them and then we play my new favorite game at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. It's fun. And I invite, I don't know. I think when we play these games, it's fun to invite our community to play along. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Sierra. And here's what's coming up for our lineup 
and how you can be a part of our community. We are heading into one of my favorite seasons of the year to get outside. Our Womenists in the Wilderness events are always something I look forward to, uh, but this time of year, there's something just extra special. The Treasure Valley loves to show off and we wanna make sure that you get to experience it, whether you're new to the area, or maybe this is something that you look forward to every fall as well. We're going to enjoy a hike on October 14th for Womenists in the Wilderness. That'll be at Camel's Back Park. And we're catering this hike towards uh, welcoming kids to come. You do not need to bring kids. Kids are also always welcome. That'll be Saturday, October 14th. And then on Wednesday, October 25th, from four to eight, we will be joining forces with Cycle Bar to celebrate Cycle Bar Village Meridian's seventh birthday. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've been a part of the Cycle Bar family since we opened back in 2016. And uh, I say this every time, but I'm just so grateful that I get to combine two communities that I love so freaking much. And I get to team teach with a magical human who you all know, Erin, who is on our Women's team. She's also an instructor with me at Cycle Bar. And we're going to do a little Cycle Bar music festival ride. So get out your festival gear, get out those gems and sparkles. That's what comes to my mind. Got to get out all the glitter and come ride with us. We have other rides that night as well. You can't go wrong. All of our team is just so wildly talented and enjoyable to be around. And then this feels wild to say, but November, where the heck is the year going? November 4th, our Womenists in the Wilderness will be a bike ride through those beautiful fall crunchy leaves. I'm telling you, it's my favorite. It's just my favorite. Like my buddy the elf says, smiling's my favorite. Riding my bike through crunchy leaves is legit my favorite. <laughs> We will be announcing that location. I gotta make sure it's a location where we just get a plethora of big, like big, big, big crunchy leaves, like those maple, maple leaves. So I'm gonna do a little scouting and we will get your location. Okay, I cannot, I cannot wait any longer. I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation that I enjoyed so stinking much with Sierra Sanderson. Enjoy. Hey Womeness and welcome. I'm Genevieve Nutting, the founder of Womeness Community and host of the Womeness Podcast. And I'm so pumped you're here. My team and I have created this space for Womeness like you to feel seen, heard, and empowered. Each week we'll launch a fresh episode with resources, stories from Womeness, and tools related to mindfulness, movement, and community. More than just a podcast, this is your weekly source of energy and connection with the many inspiring and relatable voices of Womeness. In a world where we are constantly on the go, let this be your landing space where we can slow down and come together. This is the Womeness Podcast. I was just telling Katie about, I said, she's on my fridge. Uh, I have a picture of us on my fridge. It's, picture is it? um, it's from, gosh, what miss, I don't even know what the miss, who the miss Idaho was. Was it like a group picture? Yes. Of like in like a photo like a booth? Okay. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what, I knew it was a miss Idaho competition, but I don't know which one either. <laughs> I want to say it was like an anniversary maybe, or Luke wasn't the judge. Maybe Luke was on the board. I want to say Taylor Lance won that year. 
Okay. Nice. What year was that? 2017. Look at us crushing it. (laughs) I feel like it's like when guys collect baseball cards, like this was from this year and they did this many. I feel like when I talk about my old pageant days, like, oh, she won this year and she got the community service award and she won talent and can remember all their stats. How are you, by the way? So good. So busy. I feel like, oh, I've been like, this month has been like so crazy because I had, I had to throw my friend's bachelorette party. I was making a fantasy football trophy for my boyfriend that me and my sister have been working on for months and for like a TikTok series. And then you made him a fantasy football trophy. Yeah. It has like, um, like a, it's like huge, first of all. So he wanted a, a huge trophy and the trophy shop couldn't do that. And then when we started making it, we also added like a magnetic beer stein that's like part of the trophy, like ornamentalness, I guess. But it's like magnetic, so you can take it out and actually drink out of it. So the winner every year gets to like chug a beer out of it. And then oh. there's also a like piggy bank slot that's like a time capsule. So the bottom is removable and we made it like the perfect size for Polaroid pictures. And then there's like a giant 3D printed football helmet on the top. So I did finish that and then there's a, oh no, we took it. So we took it to Palm Springs and then I was also meeting his dad for the first time and his friends for the first time. So I got to go to the football fantasy football draft and like reveal the trophy to them. Um, but the winner from last year, like took it home with him. And then on the same day as the fantasy football draft here in Boise, there was a fashion show that my collection was in and we were like adding new outfits to it. So my sister flew up so she could like manage the fashion show behind the scenes stuff while I went to California but now everything's done and I have like a little break until October and then October is super crazy holy cow I (laughs) my husband go figure this would be the one episode that he listens to and he's like I want a fantasy football trophy (laughs) he's in so many leagues I'm in three are you yeah wait so do you want a fantasy football I kind of do I was just thinking I bet you could make a killing on those (laughs) oh my god I I know when he goes into those leagues yeah making up teams and fantasy things all those things <laughs> all those stuff. things that take up all the next nine months of our lives it's like having a child again except for it's you know, <laughs> you just don't see him and you made this on your printing 3d printing um actually most of it was like woodworking um so just the football on top is 3d printed and then everything else is like woodworking and metalworking and- jeez what do you not yeah. do friend <laughs> holy cow okay wait I want to go back a little bit. People will know a little bit from an introduction who you are, um, but just briefly, like, how would you, uh, if you're like in an elevator, how, uh, actually, no, I like this question better. How would your best friend describe you and what you do? Interesting. I feel like they'd say like what you just said, she does everything. (laughs) I never get to see her. She's always traveling. Yes. Also not. Best fashion though. (laughs) Super busy. Um, Let's see. I kind of am like a, a mix of everything, I guess, because I did pageants and then I was a, I've worn my insulin pump in Miss America. So that was like a big part of my life for a while. It was like type 1 diabetes advocacy. So I was a public speaker and then I was going to school for business and then switched to engineering and then graduated top of my class in engineering. And then now I'm back doing the entrepreneur thing um, and then combining my love of like engineering and fashion and business all together to launch my fashion company and here in the next couple months so just to mix everything but my answer to the question of like what don't I do is 
something I don't do that I want to do is play drums. And so for my 30th birthday, I'm going to buy myself like a little drum kit and start drum lessons because that's like something I haven't done that I really want to (laughs) do. You already took away one of my questions, which is like, what's something that you have been wanting to do? And I love that you had an answer though. This is how I told Katie, I'm like, she has been asked every question in the book, whether it's because of like interviews with Miss America or it's just like your story went so viral and people just have looked up to you so much. I mean, I was looking up your interviews and you had one on NPR, which is interesting that you talk about being an entrepreneur. Cause this is what, like 2015, when you gave up your title and you said something about how like the next step was that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I think you said you wanted to do a crepe cart. Oh my God. That's so funny. Laura <laughs> Hampiki and I really wanted to have like a crepe food cart for like six months. We went through this phase of like dreaming about our crepe food cart, but that's hilarious. You I didn't even crates? know like entrepreneurship. Um, we went to, we went on like a trip to Seattle and there was like this cute little like pink crepe cart, I feel like. And we just thought that would be so fun. And at this point, that sounds like a nightmare. Like I definitely want to be selling like a physical product that's scalable through like e-commerce and not, not manning a food cart. That sounds like a nightmare. So I'm glad we didn't go down that. <laughs> I hate to see that. I was but like, I, I have never seen that. a crepe cart from you, but I thought maybe I like missed one of the <laughs> like milestones in your entrepreneurship. No. No, we never did that. That's so funny. That's on the internet for everybody. <laughs> I, I loved it. I saw, I was like, oh, you learn something new every day. It is fun. It's, it's so fun to follow you on. Okay. 3D princess, like print, but princess. I want to take it back a little bit further either, even, and take us back to that moment when you made the decision to made your insulin pump or even further, like when you, how old were you when you got diagnosed with type one diabetes and had to wear an insulin pump? Yeah. Dang. I've like rebranded so far away from type one diabetes that I haven't talked about this in so long, but I was diagnosed with, with diabetes. Sorry. I was diagnosed with diabetes when I was 18, um, near the end of my senior year of high school. And like, as a young adolescent girl, we all have body image issues. Unless like, if you don't have body image issues, if you don't have body image issues as an 18 year old girl, like props to you. But I um, went to the doctor for the first couple times and they encouraged me to get an insulin pump and putting machine on my body that I was already insecure about was like the last thing I wanted to do. So I said, no, I said, no, I said, no, I said, no. And then you know, Rosanna Holiday. This was Miss Idaho 1993, for those of you who don't know. Her son went to my school, and I think he was like friends with the other type one at our school. So she got, she heard word that I had just been diagnosed, and she runs the Miss Twin Falls pageant now. Um, and she said, like, Oh my gosh, Sierra, I heard you got diagnosed with diabetes. I was just wondering if you'd ever heard about Nicole Johnson, who was Miss America 1999 who also has diabetes and wears an insulin pump. And when I Googled Nicole Johnson and saw this like beautiful woman who also had this machine on her body, it completely changed my mindset. Um, And it was life changing for me. So I immediately was like, I need, I want to get an insulin pump now. Like it would make my life so much easier. And like, it doesn't disqualify me from being beautiful. And once I'd like completely like processed how life-changing that seeing her was for me I was like I want to take I want to not only get an insulin pump but I'm going to wear it to Miss America so I went and told my best friend I'm gonna go to Miss America with an insulin pump and she was like first of all 
okay, like that's the machine you've been like really fighting. Like you did not want to wear it. And second of all, I guess we can go buy tickets and sit in the audience at Miss America. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Like I want to be on the Miss America stage with an insulin pump and show like girls that they can be beautiful was with this their medical devices. Oh yes. This okay. is before I like before I ever entered any pageant. And she was like, what talent are you going to do? Like solve a calculus problem to music? Like it was <laughs> such a joke. To that everyone would be I incredible I though. To yeah. <laughs> everyone I told I wanted to compete was like, oh, like what are you going to do for your talent? And I managed to like pretend like I could sing good enough to pull it off. And a couple of years later, it took me two years and I went to Miss America with my insulin pump and made the top 15 incredible I remember <laughs> I remember when that happened and we were so proud of you and wait and you sang that was your talent yeah what did you sing um I sang like a musical theater song from Thoroughly Modern Millie I think you had me fooled then because I thought that you were a legit singer which you are a legit <laughs> singer like I think if you're a singer even for like a couple of years into your life you're a singer like when you start playing the drums yeah. In my mind, you will have always been a drummer, even if you don't currently play the drums. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'd rather identify as a drummer than a singer. I feel like I don't want like that much attention on me. But I think you can sing is, and like, drum. That was and all then... the rage when I wanted to be in a punk band. <gasps> now, <laughs> no, but like growing up, I wanted to be, a, I almost said Avicii, Avril Lavigne. Now, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know. Honestly, I bet she probably could. She's ultra It's like talented. Ellie Goulding. I think Ellie Goulding yes. plays the drums and she sings. Drum and <laughs> sing. I bet yeah. if anyone can do it, you can. I swear you are someone who you put your mind to something and it's like, I already, like you told me you want to play the drums in my mind. I'm already envisioning you and you probably printed it and made your drum set and you probably like the drums yeah. are a disco ball. <laughs> yeah, yes. There we go. Oh we just God. visualized it for you. drum set that's sick. Sorry, we play this game of replenishing my child's um, <laughs> little puffs <laughs> during podcasts when he's on with us. So you'll probably hear him. And that's his sound for like, I need more puffs, mom. <laughs> okay. I think that was an important thing to go back to though, because that was really like the, the defining moment that really set the stage for you to have this platform, not just to talk about, you know, use the hashtag, show me your pump. You know, you really inspired a lot of other girls and women to not just, you know, I remember uh, other contestants, but also other women feeling confident showing that pump and body positivity. Like this is something that you continue to talk about um, on your platform. I think you recently had a couple of videos that you put out there of women who kind of backlashed you. Um, correct mm -hmm. me if I, yeah. And that was you know, what does that feel like for you today, knowing all the work that you've done on body positivity for women, knowing all of the work that you've done on yourself, you know, what, what was that moment? And maybe you can tell us a little bit more about what happened, um, to your comfortability. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's actually like, I was putting out the forum about like things that I wanted to talk about. I didn't think about this because this is like literally in the past, like 48 hours, super hits home. So one, I, when I went to Palm Springs for the fantasy football draft, I posted bikini pictures and my like following is like over 90% women. Um, and I, so I'm like not really posting them for like boys. I don't know. I'm posting them cause I like body positivity, like bikinis, like made me go viral. And I was inspiring with my insulin pump in a bikini. And like my whole brand is like, I'm the Elwoods of engineering. You can wear pink. You can wear bikinis and it does not take away from your intelligence. 
and I lost 3,000 followers from posting a bikini picture yesterday. Yes, this is in real time, yesterday. This is like You've maybe the day before it. yesterday. Lost 3,000 oh, followers. Wow. Yes. And then the other thing that like hit home is that I enter- entered the Boise Entrepreneur Week um, like seed funding competition for my fashion company that I want to launch. And my idea for my spring collection to kind of like, I want to integrate engineering and fashion like I have in my 3D printed fashion collection, but then have pieces that people can actually buy where like 3D printed fashion takes months to make. So I want to manufacture like outsource manufacturing for some like actual clothing items and then dress them up with 3D printed engineered art on the runway to make like viral reel series and to like really tie my engineering and fashion loves together. So I was telling the judges in my pitch that my idea for my spring collection is to create a bikini line that people can purchase and then on the runway create like motorized and light up Victoria's Secret Angel style wings and like really show the engineering behind the scenes and stuff. So um, it's like, it's just a beautiful combination of like how I can like monetize and bring together the two things that I'm like really passionate about. And the judges feedback was basically that like pursuing bikinis was like, I don't know, too superficial and like it would kill my passion for engineering kind of. It was kind of confusing. I'll have to go back and listen to the recording, but like that was the main feedback I got. And I was like, maybe it's like partly my fault for not talking about how like bikinis are a main part of my journey and my message. Mm. But, and then I found out that I got cut and eliminated before the next round, which I like definitely thought I should have been like, I have a solid business plan. I'm a great public speaker. I think I definitely should have like advanced and I got cut. And I think it was like due to like, just not taking the swimsuit seriously. So anyways, I want to take my swimsuit company and then use it to like donate a 3D printer to every rural high school in Idaho and like start an endowment scholarship at Boise State for girls to pursue engineering degrees. Cause I'm like, just so frustrated with like, just because I wear pink or like wear crop tops and high heels. Like I am still, I still graduated the top of my class in engineering and I, absolutely should not be taken less seriously because of it so oh i'm like getting yeah, emotional you, i'm so frustrated i'm trying to clap <laughs> i'm supporting my child's head but like that's what i was about to say because you graduate top of your class you are someone who when we think of like unapologetically <laughs> we think about someone who's unapologetically themselves. Like that is you to a T how you show up on social media. You know, it's interesting. So going back a couple of years, my team, I remember our booths were right next to each other and I wasn't working the booth of women at the time. Cause I was, I think, uh, hosting a panel or something, but they were right next to you. And they said, Hey, there's this woman who hosted a booth and it was at Hackport. So you don't see a lot of women represented in the technology industry. <laughs> anyway, Hackport. And yeah. they she had like these slugs or something. She had like a, a, a 3D printing and we should really connect with her. And I said, I think I know who that is. And so I looked it up. I was like, that's Sierra. I competed with her or I didn't compete with her, but she was Miss Idaho. And we kind of ran in the same kind of area. And, uh, you know, you've ever since I've met you, you've been someone who has stayed so true to you. And I think that you do show that like, People can have these stereotypes, but 
that's what they are. They're just stereotypes and they don't hold value or truth unless we give into those stereotypes. And I just, I, I loved, I loved reading your intro, your bio. I loved getting to know more about you. You were like, (laughs) I felt like I was doing a research paper and I was excited about it. It's kind of like, okay, (laughs) fifth grade. Did you guys do, um, reports on animals like the jungle animals was this homeschooled that- but I asked my mom, she like didn't make me do like reports but I was like can- I don't know what a report is can I write a report on jellyfish so I did do a report on jellyfish but like my mom didn't really grade it <laughs> okay so I do you know I don't remember that but it was a little while ago That's so funny. it was great <laughs> was a while ago I remember this because you would draw um, the animal that you would get and everyone wanted the jaguar. Like the jaguar was jaguar was the shit. Like that's what people want to do the report on. And I drew the jaguar. (laughs) So I got to do the report. And I, and this was big for me, right? I was like booger pant Jen. And um, so to get to do the jaguar was so cool. And that's what I felt like when I was learning about you, I'm like, I get to learn about the coolest person today. I was telling Katie, I'm like, I'm so excited to connect with her. Uh, and just, you know, going through this, like you have, it was almost challenging to come up with questions to ask you because there's so much that you do and you are so passionate about what you do and you don't stop. Like, I want to go back to when you started 3d princess, what was the why behind this? And were the slugs the first thing that you started doing or kind of take us back to the beginning of Are this? You slugs? Slug. Okay, like a slug. Yes. Okay. Yeah, slugs. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let's see, let's see. I was working as a toy engineering intern for Caleb Chung, who invented the Furby. And wow. when we went into lockdown, um, he retired shortly afterwards, uh... but before... Sorry, he he retired shortly after like COVID went into lockdown. But in those like initial months when I was like still working for him and he was not retired yet, I decided to build my own 3D printer at home so I could continue prototyping toys and like continue working for him. It was the best job ever. I'm so sad he retired. I would, if I had to really not be self-employed working for him for the rest of my life, it'd like be the only job I would accept. (laughs) But um, basically... Then he retired and I started posting my 3D prints on TikTok and several of them went viral. I think like my first 3D, my first TikTok was like a YouTube video. So it was like horizontal mm-hmm. and it was me building my 3D printer, which comes in orange parts. And then I used it to 3D print all the orange parts in pink and then took it apart and rebuilt it again. And that one didn't go viral because I like filmed it wrong, but... So you had a 3D this... printer, but you wanted it to be pink. So you printed <laughs> it to be pink on your 3D printer to then make it a pink 3D printer. Yes. Oh <laughs> my gosh, I love it. So that one didn't go viral. But then the very second TikTok I ever posted was like a the 3D printed wishbones that I make because I have two little sisters. So every year someone would be left out of like breaking the wishbone at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so now I've made like five-sided wishbones and... 10 sided wishbones for like so many problems on thanksgiving that you just solved for people it's like solving world peace like you figured it out miss (laughs) congeniality let them know it's through five-sided wishbones yeah yeah yes so i 3d printed some wishbones and that one was my second tiktok ever went super viral and i was like oh my god everyone in the comments was like i need to buy one of these so i was like okay i need to start my 3d printing company that was so that was November and it took me a little bit to figure out like 
I needed a sales tax license. I need to register my name with the state. I need to get a website set up, blah, 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 blah. And the week that I got all of that put together, I had my logo designed and my website ready to go. I posted the slug TikTok, like literally not thinking anything of it. I was just trying to make content to like keep people entertained until I had like products to sell them. And I was actually going to start with the 3D printed photos that I do now. And the slug TikTok exploded. And then for the next two years, I could not keep the slugs in stock. And yeah, they paid my bills for like two, two plus years now. <laughs> Wait, so the slugs were like, was it because you started to come out with slugs and that represented certain like awarenesses and we did like um pride slugs for sl pride month. So yeah. like rainbow, bisexual, lesbian, pride flags. Um, was there like what, yeah. what started the slug though? Like, do you like slugs? Was it because I thought it was like a I just literally just like random. I was sitting, I was literally in one of my engineering classes on Zoom and I was like, playing with the slug with my zoom like muted and was like I just need to post like I need to be consistent about my TikTok. like there's no rhyme or reason behind it the only reason I launched it as a product because that video blew up right when I was launching my business and then wow. I just like sold out with literally within five minutes every time I posted them on my website and then that kind of like led me to my business today so the problems I ran into was like I can't keep the slugs in stock and I like could probably be a millionaire if I had the money to like invest in like mass manufacturing them overseas at the time, because someone did that, like you can see slugs in every freaking store now because someone was like, Oh TikTok. yeah. Like, <laughs> so like we can't, she can't keep them in stock. We can produce them for way cheaper and faster. Wow. But I basically was overwhelmed with like constantly manufacturing them, quality checking, packaging them all on my own. Um, I had like ran out of, I didn't have much time to market them. I didn't, which I didn't really need because they were selling out, but, and then I didn't have much time to innovate new products. So now that they've like finally like wound down, I'm like, okay, before I commit to like another slug for two years, I want to make sure it's something I really, really love. So that's why I've like actively been doing fashion. <laughs> and then I can kind of combine the, like, the other thing is that I had a branding problem. So like people who were following me for the fashion like pageant stuff were like why are these 3d printed slugs are all of a sudden popping up on my newsfeed and then the people who are, had just followed me for the slugs would like see a bikini picture and being like what the heck why is there a half naked woman on my feed so i needed to kind of like combine the two and bring together fashion and engineering so that was like my whole rebrand plan that i've been executing the past like six months with my 3d printed fashion collection <laughs> so were you always 3d print cess then yes and the fashion back. company actually has a new name so my 3d princess was the fully 3d printing company but since my fashion company um a lot of the clothes that i'll sell are just gonna be like normal clothes the fashion company's name is exo sierra and i have a super cute logo that's like oh. i'll send you the logo so <laughs> that. yes send it to us wow uh, it's like it looks like my like oh, it's my like little louis vuitton like coach like dream fashion designer logo it's so cute i am so not that this means any anything to you because i'm not your mom i'm not like your best friend <laughs> but i'm so proud of you i'm so <laughs> proud of you you have just like spoken everything that you want thus far into existence and you're not even 30 what the heck yes oh my god i'm so excited to be 30 though what are you most looking forward to about being 30 um, I think that growing up, society told me that like, as a woman, your life is over at 30. Like you age out of pageants, 
you're expired. Like your like modeling career is over. Like blah 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 blah. And I have discovered that that is so not true. Like I'm gonna be richer, hotter, happier. Like in my 30s than I was in my 20s. And my 20s were pretty like fucking awesome. Sorry, I don't know if we can guess. No, you're okay. (laughs) You can be authentically yourself here. (laughs) Um, but I'm just so excited to like. I've like. I don't know. First of all, I've accomplished so much in my 20s, but through all of that, there's like, not that I have any regrets at all. It's more like everything was such a good lesson. Like even my 3D printing company, like, okay, I see that doing my own manufacturing of the same product over and over again is like not, not scalable, not sustainable and like not fun for me. So I'd way rather outsource manufacturing for things that I'm going to be making a ton of. And then spend my time making the Victoria's Secret angel style wings or like unique projects like a fantasy football trophy and then um I've learned how to sell a product like I've sold six figures worth of slugs so like (laughs) now I know how to sell bikinis and I know how to run a website so I don't know like I've done a ton of public speaking in my 20s and now I can like really hone it in and I just feel like my 20s was like a big learning lesson not that I had any bad learning experiences but I've just learned so much and my 30s are gonna be so much better and we are absolutely not expired that's insane no (laughs) I've not even gotten a message about (laughs) you just left me a message about my 30s and told me I was gonna remember this message and so I've been thinking back on it what was your favorite thing about your 30s my favorite thing oh I got married probably that yeah yeah I mean what was your favorite thing you learned about you in your 30s oh my gosh I mean, I've learned so much about me, so I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. Like That's a okay. succinct answer. Yeah. I, I feel like your thirties are just like your twenties. You're still just kind of figuring out who you are. Maybe not Sierra. It seems like you have known who you are for a while, <laughs> but for me, twenties were like mm-hmm. kind of a shit show. And then your thirties, you just kind of settle down into the life and yeah. you're not like frantic like looking for, mm. I don't know, like outsourcing your worth or mm, who you are. Like just kind of get grounded. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But they went by so fast. So I'm about to be 45, Sierra. Next 45? week. 45? Yeah, I know. Oh, that's that's insane. I know. You wouldn't I guess mean, it. You're like 32. Like, what? Thank you. I know. Thank you. But my 30s went by and just like a, a flash. That's what I was telling Jen, like. I feel like my 30th birthday was just two weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that was, you know, in looking at what you've done, what is your most proudest, your most proudest, your proudest accomplishment? Oh God, this is like the hardest question for me to answer. I think I can understand. (laughs) It's either, these are like kind of far in the past, but it's either publishing my book, which was like, I don't know, unless, unless you've done it, like, I don't think you like understand like the discipline it takes to like sit down and actually produce like something every single day for like such a long period of time. It's like a new year's resolution. That's like, how long did it take you? Uh, Probably eight months. And that was like, and I was helped a lot because one, my book's pretty short, but like two, I was journaling a ton for pageant prep. And so I had a lot of my feelings on paper already about like my experience with diabetes. So I did have a ton of it, like kind of already written in my journals that I could like pull in and adapt. 
but and eight months is like not that long but I have like so much respect for people who like write like hefty books that's mm. crazy so that one is high on the list and then also riding my bike across the country because my dad did that when he was 16 so like I just like always want to do it I love biking there's no question that there was going to be someday that I was going to dip my wheel in the Pacific Ocean and then dip my front wheel in the Atlantic Ocean after I rode across the country and then I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and I had to drop the basketball team I had to drop the track team my senior year of high school like my life just kind of fell apart. I stayed home. I was going to go to Boise state for college and I was just having too many low blood sugars that I needed my dad around for. So I stayed home and went to community college. It was like, really like people are like diabetes can't stop you from doing anything, which like I believe, but like also it definitely, it's a disability and it is definitely hard to adapt to living with. Um, and I think you can live a full, healthy, awesome life, obviously, but it was hard at first. So I definitely didn't think I could ride my bike across the country. So when this opportunity came up to ride my bike with a team of type one diabetics that like had all the medical supplies I needed, had the patience and understanding that I needed to like do this safely. Um, it's so awesome. And is one of the hardest things I've ever done, but prop that's probably, that was like, what, like seven years ago now, but still probably like top of the list. Like, I can't believe it. I rode from New York to San Francisco and we zigzagged. So it wasn't even like as the crow fly. We added like 1,200 extra miles on. So how many was that? Like 4,000 miles, 3,500 miles? It was 4,300. And if you like, just like Google Maps, New York to San Francisco, it's only 2,900. If you, 2,900 miles, if you go straight, but we like went New York down to DC, up to Cleveland, down to Kansas, wait, down to Nashville, up to Kansas City. And then over to like Denver, down to Moab, up to San Francisco again. So like, yeah, so we added 1,400 miles, 1,400 miles. <laughs> that is insane in the membrane. So awesome. I did STP <laughs> a couple of years in a row, which is 200. <laughs> I say that. Wait, what's STP? It's from Seattle to Portland. So it's oh, not like shit. New York to San Francisco, oh, but it was, it was hard. And so I can't, and you do it in a couple of days. Like I can't even imagine doing 4,300, you said? Yeah. Miles. How, so what, like, why? why? Like, I, I <laughs> thought it's so awesome, first off, but why? And how long did that take? And how long um, did that most, take you? Yeah, my dad, so it was mostly because my dad did it and he just told some, like, such awesome stories and it'd be like, it sounded like such a cool thing to, like, be able to say I could do. So I guess mostly bucket list reasons and inspired inspired by my dad my dad did it when he was 16 and they were a bunch of like varsity football like athletes like at the, oh. like in high school so they did it in four weeks and they went like straight across um and then I'm gonna one up we you were, dad we're gonna zigzag it <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were a team of like a bunch of disabled people <laughs> so we took and we zigzagged um so we took 10 weeks to do it. Wow. Incredible. Weeks. <laughs> so wait, how did like, was it like something that you, were they all from the Idaho area? Like, was it a club? Did you guys all, you told them this was your dream and they said, we want to do this with you. Like how did all of that organization of 20 other type one diabetics do Yeah. That? So I, when I was with Idaho, I like obviously worked closely with all of the main diabetes nonprofit organizations and one of them called me and was like we're organizing this bike team um they're gonna go through Boise 
originally the route was supposed to go through Boise. They didn't end up doing that, which might be my fault, but they're like, we're going to go through Boise. Would you be able to help us like facilitate housing, like find a church or like school gymnasium for them to sleep in? Um, and then also like maybe host an event because we had like meet and greets in all the major cities where type one diabetics could come meet the team. Um, and we'd like speak and stuff. So that, that was another thing that slowed us down. Like when we hit a big city, we'd spend a couple of days there to like have the big fundraiser event and <clears throat> fundraiser and meet and greet event. So I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, is this professional cyclist? And they're like, no, just like, we haven't put out the application yet. It's just anyone with type one can like apply. And I was like, I cannot organize your Boise stuff. Like I have to be on this team. And wow. so I applied when the application <laughs> came out and made it on the team. Wow. Okay. And incredible. Um, I want to ask you really briefly, cause you had your book with sugar linings, right? Yeah. What is it about? Um, so it's called sugar linings, finding the bright side of type one diabetes. And, um, the moment I decided to write it was a low point, but it had been in the middle of like a bunch of high points. So I had gotten diagnosed with diabetes. That was like the lowest point of my life. Like I had to quit basketball, quit track, stay home from college. It was awful. Um, and then a couple years later, flash forward, I won Miss Idaho. I was flying across, across the country every single weekend to give paid public speeches. I had gone viral. I'd gained thousands of followers. I was on the Dr. Oz show. Like diabetes was like the best thing that had ever happened to me. Mm. But I realized as I was traveling and giving school, like speaking at conferences and speaking at school assemblies that I'd kind of like lost touch with like this empathy aspect, I guess, for like kids that were still at their low point and hating their diabetes and miserable because of their diabetes. I was like, kind of like, what are you talking about? Like diabetes is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, mm, it's so great. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Which obviously I wouldn't like say that out loud, but I did find it like, there's just like an emotional disconnect for me. And so there's this one week where I was in Cincinnati and there was like a big conference one weekend that I was speaking at. That was a diabetes conference. And then every day of the whole week, I had like three different school assemblies. So I'd go to a school and there'd be like a kid with type one diabetes. So I'd teach their classmates and their whole entire school about what diabetes is. And like, look, like it's not something to make fun of. Like Miss Idaho has it, blah, 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 blah. So three assemblies a day for five days. And then bookend with the other weekend, there was a big like fundraising gala that I was speaking at for di for a diabetes nonprofit all in Cincinnati all in one week this is the busiest week of my life and my insulin got overheated which like just basically means it doesn't work so I was like deathly ill trying to like have the busiest work week of my life and I was just like crying and miserable and I was like oh my god like diabetes is so terrible and I like need to remember all of these emotions so that I can like be the best, like, <laughs> like be better at empathizing. So I like started crazy journaling, like all the thoughts and feelings I was having. Um, so basically I could tap into them when next time I was feeling like high for a lack of a better word, not diabetes high and not drug high, just like <laughs> the opposite of depressed, I guess. Um, so I could tap into them when I needed to be empathetic towards people. Um, and then on the flip side, obviously my um, book was called Finding the Bright Side of Type of Diabetes. So it does have like a look on the bright side aspect to it without like being like toxic positivity. I feel like I give a voice to like both sides of it pretty well. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I didn't even know that you'd written a book until I looked that or until you had said something about it and I was looking into it. So I feel like that needs to be on my list. (laughs) We want to do a book club. We did a book club with women us before and we want to bring it back. And I feel like we need to add that to our list. Oh my God. I will so be in a book club. I'm in a book club. I read, I do like an audio book a day while I'm like, because I work from home. Oh yeah. Like any book club. I'm like, yes, sign me up. Okay. So much time. (laughs) We'll let you know when it's back. Actually we do. Um, oh my gosh. And my mind is so Chelsea with book Pearl House Collective. Yeah. Um, Have you heard of Pearl House Collective? No. Okay. You look them up. I feel like you and Chelsea would just get along so well. Um, You said Pearl House? Pearl House. Pearl. Pearl. Like um, like a oyster pearl. Okay. okay. Uh, We partner up with her and she is really just about encouraging women and well, just not just women, but our communities to have conversations around books and how books bring people together oh, yeah. stories Absolutely. education and uh, I feel like it's something you'd you'd love but yeah we should definitely yeah yeah we should definitely do a book cl- club huh um, okay <laughs> we like to do games on our podcast oh, and yeah, I put something together because I was trying to think you get asked so many questions and I'm sure I asked you so many questions you likely already been asked before but my okay have you played the five second game no no Okay. So I also know that you're just really good. You're so like on your feet. I was trying to come up with a clever, like tip of the tip of the note, tip of the tongue, (laughs) tip of the tongue, or like on your toes. But I put my marketing brain wasn't going there. So it's a five second game. You have five seconds to answer each question and we'll kind of like start off just kind of getting your brain warmed up. Um, but then they'll dial into more like, how well do you know you, which you know, if you, uh, we had Aaron on our yeah. podcast before and she said, you're the expert of you. So you know yourself better than anyone else. Um, do you want to time it in your head? <laughs> so is it like one word response or like, I just have less than five seconds. So I could do like a sentence, but yeah, you could do it. So some of them are very specific, like the first okay. one. So three months of the year. Oh, that are my favorite or something. Yeah. Or just three months of the year. It's like super easy to begin with December, May and, uh, November, I guess. Yeah, perfect. Okay, three pizza toppings. Uh, I don't like tomato sauce, so I don't really eat pizza, but <laughs> cheese and garlic. <laughs> okay, what's the third one? You said cheese and garlic. Did you say tomato sauce? Uh, no, I don't like tomato sauce. So, oh. like, I pretty much, I just, when I do have pizza, it's just like oh. cheese and garlic and bread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, these don't have to necessarily be things that you would do, but what are three things you spread on toast? butter peanut butter and cinnamon sugar yes perfect i think you could spread cinnamon sugar oh like, sorry i was thinking for myself again i like, like I so, it's hard okay <laughs> yeah. so i have played this game i have a new york soulmate who i can't wait to have her on the podcast she lives in california now you'll love her, her name's <laughs> and on our we had this like farewell um little night out before we all left the city and we played this game. And so whenever I play it, I think back to that night and it was so much fun because you like, you get under pressure. Cause you're like, I only have five seconds to think yeah. about it. Whereas before you're like, I can be calm and collective because I only, you know, I have all the time yeah. that I need. Okay. So these ones will be like a little bit more personal three places okay. you like to shop online target and local boutiques. Ooh, okay, good. Uh, three things you would like to 3D print. They're on your list. Oh, in five seconds. Uh, a, a, 
a motorized chairlift with like customized uh, chairs from all the ski places I've skied at and I can't do three more. <laughs> but, that took so the five like seconds, 20. but that was a yeah. super cool answer. I'd be like, um, bowls, a vase, and a dog <laughs> to watch my other dogs. <laughs> I don't know. That's what happens. You have five mm-hmm. seconds to answer and sometimes you don't know what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't even, I actually would not print a bowl, but maybe I would. Yeah. I'd probably want to print like, I don't know. I think 3D printing is so fascinating. Um <laughs> What are three things or no, let's just do your favorite, your favorite thing you've printed besides your slugs since they paid for all your bills for a while. I guess my outfits, probably my, right now my eyeball outfit, if you've seen it, the disco eyeball. Yes. I hope you sent us some pictures of those because those are incredible. I've been telling everyone about your, I just went to a bachelorette party that was uh, disco themed and your- Oh my gosh. And you're making, I think I saw that. Um, they're not electric balls. Disco balls. Disco balls. LED. Oh, disco right? ball shoes. Yes. Don't you have disco ball heels and your sister wore yes. them or someone just wore them in a fashion. My sister, style. my sister made actually designed those ones. So we're like co-designers on this collection, but I can show you them after the five second games. They are the coolest <laughs> they're and they're so on sick. my list. And I need to get a pair of them because they're so cool. And you did this awesome challenge where you like, do you do this frequently where you go to the thrift store, you get pieces of clothing and you do something with them? Like you took Nike shoes and you. Oh, yes. I really want to do like a, almost like a reality show on my social media where we make like little minute long episodes where like a bunch of people compete and we're like, you have to take this thrift store out, but that's hideous and like upcycle it into something sick. So I've done a few of those in the past, but it's definitely, I definitely want to lean into like upcycled fashion content because it's so much fun. (laughs) Okay. You should totally do it. Let's put it out there because I would watch that. Like move over bachelor. I want to watch the 3d princess reality show. Uh, Okay. One more thing. Your three favorite things about you. Mm -hmm. The fact that I can, like, anything I put my mind to, I feel like I can achieve. And I've done that over and over again. And um, I think that's my five seconds. I'll give you extra time to think (laughs) what you like about yourself. Because that's an important Um, question. I think, oh, my ability to, like, stay true to myself, even in moments, like, with the bikini thing where I'm like, oh, should I, like, not do bikinis? Because people tell me, like, I won't be taken seriously. Should I not wear pink? Or should I not make my resume pink for, like, my valedictorian application I almost didn't make valedictorian because I made my application pink and it honestly would have been worth the risk but it's just like frustrating when people are challenging me to like constantly criticizing who I am and telling me not to be myself and then sticking to it anyways um and then maybe I don't know if it's empathy or patience but I think I have a really good ability to like if someone's being mean or rude I have a really good ability to like step back and be like, they must be really insecure or like really having a bad day and like not taking it personal. Mm. Um, and instead being like empathetic and understanding, even though it's can be like kind of frustrating. You're able to like have you a different react. perspective. That's yeah. interesting. We're learning about this. My husband and I, we work with a counselor and I can't remember what the exercise is called, but it's like 
when you start with a certain framework of your thoughts and it will lead to you reacting in a way that is maybe not empathetic or judgmental, like how can you redirect that? So if I have a different thought, like you said, like what kind of a day have they had? And, you know, that allows me to be more empathetic. So instead of honking my horn at them in traffic, I'm going to let them have the right away, even though I had the right away. You know, or like when you're having a conversation with your partner instead of getting heated and thinking that you're creating the story in your head. So I think that's a really like great skill to have. <laughs> um, <laughs> Theodore's trying to sing over here. Uh, we love to end with all of our guests asking them what is one hope they have for the next generation of womenists? And then what is one thing you are manifesting for yourself? Are these five second ones? You yeah. can have more than five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my hope for the next generation is that they won't have to deal with this, like, quieting of who they are in order to, like, be professional or be taken seriously. And this doesn't even, it's not even just for girls, like, for anyone. I think the world is much more, like, creative and innovative when people are fully mm-hmm. allowed to, like, be their unique self and, like, express their unique worldview. And instead of, like, being, like, shoved into this, like, do this to like I don't know yeah be taken seriously or like uh I don't know it's just so frustrating so I hope that I can like even though I'm doing like the scary things of like it's not that scary to wear pink to my engineering class but it is like a little uncomfortable like I hope that that can show other girls that whether it's wearing pink or like doing something else that they are fully allowed to be themselves and they still they not only belong in the engineering classroom or their male-dominated workspace or whatever wherever they are but they're like extremely needed there if they're the only person like them there because their voice is so valuable and i um and then what's the other question uh something that you're manifesting for you or as we're calling it now because we just had an interview where the gal said woman festing so what are you woman festing festing. yeah let's change it let's see hmm i think oh god i'm just like so happy right now which i guess hopefully just keeping up that same attitude i think you might do you know the enneagrams at all yeah oh we just had okay, it. Okay. Oh, we just had an enneagram on well not an enneagram just, but someone who studies them i'm assuming all pageant girls for the most part like i i talked to like this enneagram pageant girl like fall into like threes or eights are you a yep. three i'm a three <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so obviously i'm a three and i think i've been chasing this like sense of accomplishment my entire life mm-hmm. pretty much yeah. but like whatever accomplishments I had in high school, that was one thing. But then it really started when I was like, once I win Miss Idaho, like my life is set. And oh, that yeah. wasn't the case. Once I was done with Miss Idaho, I was like, once I write my book, then that'll be it. Like all feels so accomplished. Once I like graduate top of my class in mechanical engineering, that'll be it. And yeah. I figured out that like those things feel great and I will always keep doing that. But I think right now in my life, I'm just like so happy with where I'm at. I, my I'm in such a healthy positive relationship I like all my friendships are like I've really narrowed it down to like people who are kind and add value to my life and energize me and I'm just like for the first time like very present I don't know I'm not like a very spiritual person or like talking like I've never thought of I've never understood what being present in a moment is but I'm like okay like I know I still have these goals like I want to buy a house and I want to have like make six figures every single year on like with my business but I'm also just like as long as the bills are paid like I have such amazing people around me and I like just hope I can continue that like being a very healthy three (laughs) and being Mm -hmm. so grateful for like where I'm at 
instead of like constantly chasing the next accomplishment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a relatable thing to say where I think we do create what like contractual agreements with ourselves. Like if I do this, then this will happen. And you do, you get into this like vicious cycle where you're so used to like the, okay, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing that you're never really like fully present in the moment that you're in or in your successes. And uh, I'm so happy for you that you can (laughs) at this point in your life where you feel like you can just kind of sit in some of the work that you've done because you've done some incredible things. You've made an incredible impact on the communities that you've been a part of. And, uh, I, I'm so happy for you and I'm excited. I know you have something coming up, uh, Boise fashion week. Is that right? Yes. So So how can people get involved? What can they expect? So go to boisefashionweek.com. Um, right now the main way to get involved is just to like come as a spectator. So, my 3D printed disco ball inspired fashion collection will be shown at Boise Fashion Week. And I'm adding like probably like five new outfits for mm-hmm. Boise Fashion Week. So knowing me, they won't be on Instagram or TikTok until after that. So it'll be the first opportunity to see them um, revealed. And Boise Fashion Week is going to be so exciting. I'm just like, I, I think like for me, my like entry into like, I don't know, like out of my small town, I guess. My ticket out of my small town and like my first lesson in how to reach a global audience was a silly little beauty pageant. And I'm hoping that Boise Fashion Week can open up a lot of opportunities for local models and girls that are interested in similar things um, and launch their careers as well, whether that be in modeling or photography or fashion design. Um, I really want to build the fashion industry in Idaho as like funny as that sounds, but I do think we have incredible talent here. Um, and the internet has changed the game. You do not need to be in LA or New York. So come be a part of something super exciting and watch Boise Fashion Week. And it will be in the beginning of October or mid-October, maybe. Wait, I'm forgetting the dates. My October is so crazy. It's in October at some point. It's in October. Okay, we'll, we'll make sure <laughs> yeah. this comes out with enough time to give people notice. And if anyone can bring exposure to the fashion industry and build it in Idaho, it is you, my friend. So <laughs> we'll put the we'll manifest that for you. thank you so much gosh Sierra thank you so much for taking time to be here I know that we have been in the process of scheduling this for a while and it was well worth the wait um we are just cheering you on for everything that you hope for yourself I can't wait to to see you in your first concert drumming and (laughs) fashion industry that you build like it's all gonna and your reality tv show yeah so if you you need anyone (laughs) I can't create fashion, but if you need someone to wear any of your disco <laughs> stuff, you let me know and <laughs> find somebody <laughs> to help you out. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sierra. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Hey, Womenists. Thanks for being a part of our community and listening to this episode of the Womenists Podcast. Here at Womenists, we are committed to growing and evolving as a community together. If you found this episode brought value to your life, share it with a Womenists who empowers you. And while you're at it, help other Womenists find this podcast by giving it a like, subscribing, and leaving a review. You can also find additional resources and opportunities to connect with Womenists by subscribing to our newsletter linked in the show notes as well as on our Instagram, Womenist Community. Until next time, be good to yourself and be good to others. We'll see you at the next episode of the Womenist Podcast.